Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. You know, in the 80s and 90s in the U.S., the drive was to be successful. Business professionals worked long hours and were willing to sacrifice their personal time to invest in work-related activities. They perceived what would make them successful was being financially well-off. The belief was that would bring happiness. Ten or twelve years ago, somewhat timed around the Great Recession, perceptions about success and happiness began to shift. So many people losing their homes or their jobs, and they had to be accustomed to a different lifestyle, were still in that midst in some ways. People began to ask themselves really in earnest, what do I really want? What does success really look like for me? For many, the idea of money as the marker of success began to be replaced by the perspective that money was just a part of a success equation. Our guest today is Veronica Fielding, an accomplished senior digital marketing executive for more than 25 years of success across technology, marketing, and the media industry. Veronica, who I know as Nikki, we have known each other for many years. She has inspired me and been inspirational. We're both members of the Women's President Organization, so selfishly I am able to take from Veronica so many of the gems that she shares with the women around that table. Nikki's here to tell us about the big rethink and how it's impacting our workforce. Welcome, Nikki. Thanks, Susan. Instead of just financial success, it's kind of become popular, you know, as Kelly Stewart of the Positive Business says, you have four market makers for success, people, planet, purpose, and profit. Can you elaborate on the four of markers of success and what their meaning is? We're really a little puzzled, so you're going to help us kind of bring light to this. <laughs> Sure. So Kelly Stewart is really working with organizations, companies, helping them to understand how they don't need to just focus on financial profit and that they're going to be more successful. And it's proven out that they will be more successful if instead they focus on four points, people being not just their employees or their clients, but all of their stakeholders. So anyone who interacts with the organization is a focus of how they should be working to be successful as an organization. They should care about what each of their stakeholders is thinking, feeling, and how they're interacting with the business. Planet is really about this idea that everything that the organization is doing should be set up to facilitate making the planet better, healthier, and working with the stakeholders that we just talked about to improve how the organization looks at its role as a global citizen. And purpose is, again, tying to this bigger idea that each organization is going to be healthier if it's not just existing for the last P, which is financial profit, but if it has a, a bigger purpose. And we're finding more and more employees these days are attracted to companies that are trying to make the world a better place with mission-focused activities such as making the environment healthier or improving literacy and education or working with special groups that are disadvantaged. So when, when we talk about the four Ps for organizations, some of that really ties over to how individuals are looking at growing their careers and their personal lives by tying 
their own life to a bigger purpose and making the world a better place from an individual perspective. Wow. And, and, and Nikki, I know personally that you have had an amazing career path, just amazing. You have done so many things and you've built companies, sold companies, and, and then come up with new ideas. How has the, the kind of the big rethink been a part of your journey? It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a I good start. <laughs> I think for me, I just always had this, and maybe I was a little ahead of my time from this perspective, but I always just had the idea that work should be something you really enjoy doing and that if you looked at everything as an adventure rather than a challenge or a chore, that you were going to draw really good energy to yourself and that people would want to work with you and want to help you and want to help you facilitate. Because, again, if you take these four Ps approach, you know, if you're doing something that has a bigger purpose, then other people can see and feel that and they're, they get aligned with you. You help them, they help you. So this r- big rethink approach has always been important to me because I never approached it as I needed to make money. I just always approached my career as I want to do something that I think is helping other people and that I'm enjoying in the process and the profit should flow from that. And so far, I've been right. You are. You know, having known you and watched you, you really walk the walk. It's not words to you. You live and breathe it. But as a business owner and as business owners who may be listening today, how can we as business owners kind of respond to this shift in the labor market? What are like simple things we can do? You know, this sounds so great. And so many times we experience and we say, I want that. But how do we get it? How do we acquire that? What are some simple steps business owners could take in responding to this shift? I think one of the things is to either accept the concept of it's not just about financial profit or, you know, to find a way to take your thinking into a new place so that you're not doing things just because that's how it's always been done or that's how you do it. And whether you align with the four Ps or you have some other metaphor or platform, the idea is that I don't think any of us can can look at the world and and the people in it now and say, if my company is making money, I'm successful. I, I don't. I think that's an antiquated viewpoint. So as individual business owners, we all have talent to lead. And I think the first thing that I would do, were I working with somebody who was just starting to think about this, is to think about management styles and what what works these days and what doesn't. And the first thing that comes to my mind is that we need much more flexibility in the workplace in order to attract and retain talent and also to recognize that talent in most sectors these days, I know in the digital marketing space in particular, talent is very fluid and people don't stay in jobs for a long time. There aren't specific career paths the way they used to be. Nothing nothing is linear anymore. And once you recognize that, you realize that you need to be much more flexible. Being an autocratic leader, it just doesn't work anymore. Leadership has evolved, and leadership means, as you said earlier, you know, walking the walk, talking the talk. It, it means providing a model that people who f- expect to follow you can really see that, yes, that's the way that works. That works for her. I, w- I want to do it that way. Um, not that you want people being cookie cutters, but Instead, you want them to see that they can have that flexibility and still be successful. Some of the things that you'll see that I think are working is, you know, uh, and, and these are these are not big ideas from me. These are just things that people are doing. 
you know, there's a lot of experimentation going on in terms of flex time and working from home. And um, some companies are offering now unlimited paid time off. And it's all because organizations are recognizing that people need that flexibility in order for them to be productive, happy employees that really produce. So it's much more of a give-and-take environment, and I think that's where it gets challenging for leaders because I think it's hard to sometimes say, well, I'm supposed to be doing it this way. You know, <laughs> it's like you're supposed to be doing whatever way is working for you and your organization and all of your stakeholders. I couldn't agree with you more. I think recently, we were able to speak to a large group, and, and the topic was that this is the first time in our culture, in our industries, in our nonprofits, and even in our families that we have five generations I'm working together. And instead of that being an issue, it can actually be empowering and inspirational when we begin to kind of look and understand where each person in the journey they're coming from. And I, I think it mm-hmm. creates such a unity within firms and a respect of those around us that goes back to our planet and goes back to our purpose and, and being with other people and admiring and growing from them. But you have also, you know, role modeled this, as I said earlier, but much has been made about this gig economy. What do you think, when we talk about five generations in the workplace, do you think that the workforce might look like in 10 years in, in our country? And how can we, instead of fearing it, rather embrace it and jump in the water and say, this is, this is a gift? Can you kind of share with us? Because I know personally you have done that. Well, I think that in 10 to 15 years, I think a lot of the middle will be gone. So I think there'll be very large organizations and there'll be a lot of joint ventures between those large organizations to provide them with some flexibility and nimbleness. And I think there'll be some, I think there'll be just millions of freelancers, contractors, people who are independent contributors who plug into these. I had described to somebody, if you, if you think of a space station or a, a number of space stations, those would be the large organizations and then individuals would connect to them, provide services, disconnect, go on to another engagement. And it, I think it's just going to be so much more fluid because part of what is happening now is that individuals are really specializing and honing their skills and and any one organization isn't going to provide them with what they're really looking for in terms of being able to continue to become excellent at what they do. They need new experiences and new opportunities and working at one place for 5, 10, 15 years for most people isn't going to provide that. So I think that we're going to see a lot more people working independently and learning all of the skills that they need to have to do that successfully. And I'm sure that's going to bubble up a lot of cottage industries that we can't even imagine right now. You know, it, it kind of leads me into my, my last, I really would love you to share because you are so humble, Nikki, and I know for a fact <laughs> that you actually launched a new category that, that just kind of feeds into your beliefs about you know, the people and our planet and, and just caring. Can you tell us about the Conduit to Clarity? Because that is amazing. It's, it's sort of a confidential resource that I know you help business owners. It's like an executive coaching, but a real different method. I, I believe it's 100% give back from your part, but it's so unique. Can you just share a little bit? I know, I know you didn't even have this on the questions and you were just way too humble, but I really wanted to because I just, so many people have been helped by it that I have heard, and it was just 
sort of the Nikki idea of, hey, this would might work. And, and, and you, you began by saying, I never do anything for money. And this is such a perfect example of that. So can you just share a little bit about conflict to clarity? What, what, what is that for our listeners? Thank you so much for that, Susan. And that was a great intro for the service that I've created. It's called Owlfina. And what it is is it's a, a different type of coaching exclusively for business owners. Business owners, as you know, it's lonely at the top. It's hard to find people to talk with. Sometimes you have issues that affect employees, so you can't talk to other employees about it, or you can't share with your partners because you haven't, haven't really been able to think through what you want to say. So Owlfina provides a single-session solution for a business owner who simply needs a quiet time to talk something through without interruption with someone who really understands the challenges that are unique to business owners. So through a one-hour video chat where the business owner can see me as the expert listener who is carefully listening, very attentive, I provide this conduit to clarity so that they can talk out loud and through an emerging science that we're just starting to understand, when people hear their own voice articulating something, it becomes more clear to them. So I provide that ability for them to talk it out. I ask a few clarifying questions. I might I might question some of their assumptions to help unblock them. But basically through the course of the hour, they're talking it out. And it's been, I think the thing that's bowled me over, because this is completely new, no one else is doing this approach, it's been 100% successful. And I've got more testimonials going up on the website next week. Consistently, what the business owners are saying are things like, I really did mostly get to talk. I didn't realize what a luxury that was. I never get to really talk even to my friends without somebody trying to show me that they understand. And then they start talking and it becomes a conversation with Owlfina, I'm really, it's almost like talking to myself, but I don't feel crazy because there's another person who gets it listening to me. So it's, it's just been wonderful to be able to provide something that I know business owners need in a way that has zero barriers for them to do it. It's not like other kinds of coaching where it's a long engagement and it's very expensive or, you know, certainly I've used a number of coaches and they're very valuable but they're also providing advice and counsel. With Alathena, the idea is more for the times when you just need to talk it out because you kind of already know the answer, but you just want to get it out in the open in a confidential setting where it's just one-on-one. So it's been really wonderful, and I'm enjoying it. I, I think I'm enjoying it more than the people who are doing it with me. <laughs> well, it's a wonderful gift back because you have a successful business. So in addition to your successful business, when you came to the Women's President's Group in Princeton, and we all sat around the table, and you brought this idea out, I will have to share with our listeners, in unison, all the women business owners around that table in unison said, yes, yes, that would be awesome. (laughs) So I think that's women sharing with women, and here it is, just launching and taking off. And it it was just a, a thought of a give back, a perfect example of you can have businesses and successful businesses, but there's always little things you can do that you feel, you know, kind of going back to the way we started with people, planet, purpose, and profits that you can, you are definitely fulfilling that. And so I can't thank you enough, Nikki, for joining us today. I admire you, and I think after hearing your your story, our listeners also are going to admire what you've done. Thank you so much, Susan. It's really been a pleasure being here. 
And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or the podcast app and follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, and WomenRadio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.